Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Matthew Vanderpool, Anna Vanderbregen and Garant Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths and each of the workouts is about 40 minutes. The good thing is you can do their fun is fast training program as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a rise with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I think I'm starting to go a bit crazy. You know, we're day, day eight rest day is like on the horizon we can sort of see it but it's like it's like a bad dream you're trying to get there and it keeps getting further away from you <laughs> absolutely um, absolutely but I'm good. it's I'm coming good. it's coming it's coming yeah. uh wow yeah just wow what happened last night is just wow. And WTH. We yeah. <laughs> and then we don't want to be fanboys because people are saying, oh, you guys are fun. We're not fanboys, but you've got to be amazed when things oh, like this happen. Yeah. Honestly, Pogacar did such a display yesterday. That was just simply amazing. And goes back to the fact that you and I have discussed this in a pod. Almost the Pog doesn't need a team. He's on his own. So take us back to what happened yesterday. Oh, gee. Yeah, where do you start? I mean... Basically, it was a crazy race. There was no control from the beginning. No team was controlling the race. And you, it's very rare that you see that in the Tour de France these days. But it started with a four-ish kilometre climb. Straight away. Straight away. Not categorised. Yeah, which was not even on any radar. And it, was, and it was a decent climb. Like it was 6% or something like that. It was wet and it got wetter. The rain got a, bit, a little bit heavier as the race went in the first hour. So all of these elements, it was just full gas, motivated guys wanting to go on the attack. So the race split split apart. Roglic and Garrett Thomas dropped on that first climb, I believe, and amongst other riders. Um, The main bunch was down to 50-odd riders almost sort of immediately. And then the race evolved. Then then the break got established and it went on and on and on. And as you say, Pogacar just followed wheels. Um, And probably... This was good for him because it isolated other GC contenders because their teammates mm-hmm. were dropped as well. So not too many riders had had teammates. Ineos had some numbers, um, but they too, you know, were struggling. Everyone was hurting, and so Pogacar, being the natural freak that he is, he was obviously doing it a lot easier than anyone else. And then fast forward when the crunch came. Um, you know the break. The breaks are away. You've got Michael Woods up the road. Uh, you've got Dylan. And, and we're talking a decent chunk of time for the break. Yeah, six minutes. Six I minutes think in the mountain. Six minutes. Yeah. And, and then and we and we we grew up to uh, be told or be accustomed to the fact that five minutes in the mountain and then it's almost done. With with thirty kilometers to go. With thirty kilometers yeah. to go, you go. Yeah, okay, it's packed because the people at the front are the main contenders, and especially the peloton will not challenge. Well, you, well, at one point you said to me, with two climbs to go, you said, and the, and the and Pogacar had just attacked. Yeah. And you said, surely now, or no, he might not have attacked actually. And you said, surely now the break's going to win, yeah, with Dylan yeah. Tynes, yeah. Michael Woods, and whoever else. Because because in 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 your own mind, clearly we are accustomed to the fact. 
the guy is potentially a contender for the win in Paris. Yeah. He ain't going to attack on the first mountain stage like this. When, yeah. When all the contenders are with him. Yeah. And so I went, yeah, yeah, no, nah, they'll, they'll win. And then I went, oh, hang on. If they, if, they, if they surge soon, I went, hang on, there's two climbs still to go. They're not long, but, you know. And then he jumped. And Carapaz went with him for about 300 metres. Yeah. And then he surged again. And that was it. And I think the the, the click for us was when uh, I think they reached the last kilometer of that particular climb they were on. And Pogacar uh, called a rom, called yeah. called a rom, yeah. And then Pogacar took two hundred meters on Carapaz in one kilometer. Yeah. So he went yes way yes. quicker than Carapaz in one kilometer. He, he took twenty percent. Yeah. If you think about it, he yeah. took twenty percent in in one minute. And Carapaz something. looked like he was in pain. Yeah. And Pogacar was. And Carapaz was the best of the rest yep. at that point. Yeah, yeah, at that point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was, it was a ride of, of the last decade or more. And, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to go there, but I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to go there. Go on, go on. Yeah, no, it's I'm, the podcast. You no, can go it's, it's sort of rel- It's a little bit serious. So there'll be people already questioning yeah, this the, ride of Pogacar. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, know, I don't want to say the word, but there'll be people questioning yeah. his ride. Naturally. Is it authentic? Is it natural? And when I, when I just said then in my head the last decade, okay, Armstrong. Yeah. Okay, we saw some crazy rides by him, but now we know why they were yeah. that good to a degree. Armstrong was still a, a good athlete. I think you know, that's another debate, but mm-hmm. he had assistance. I absolutely hand on heart believe we're seeing an incredible, natural, talented athlete. At 22, this is... Doesn't matter what you do, at 22, you can't be that good if you don't have this incredible, natural ability. And you think it's all... Yeah, it's... I mean, you mentioned it to me, saying they should do DNA test on this guy because he's just from a different breed. He, he is. He's... he's and, and a good mate of mine, uh, who was a pro cyclist, said to me last year... Uh, it might have been during the tour, in fact, towards the end when, when Pogacar was there and, you know... And he said, oh, I listened to a podcast and he said it was with his coach. And he said, oh, his coach is like a, he's a sports scientist, but he's actually got a background in this and that. He said, really smart guy. And he was talking about, obviously, Pogacar. And he said, oh, look, we knew he was going to be good. We knew he was good in January at the start of the year. Like we knew he was on a pretty good year. And he said, oh, we've done, we started doing some testing with him and, you know, I'm sort of really paraphrasing here and being general because I didn't listen to the pod, but he said, oh, his recovery is phenomenal. He said his ability, his ability to like excrete sort of the lactic acid buildup in his body is, we've, not, we've seen no one else mm-hmm. have this ability. And he said he is something really special. And yeah, it's, um, I keep telling myself I need to find this podcast and yeah. listen to it. But yeah, he is a freak athlete. And, and let's remember that uh, some of his contenders over the years, and not so much this year because he cracked, but Roglic on the other end, for example, Roglic has only done his first bike race ever when he was 21. He turned up to a bike race. He started cycling so late yes. at the same age that Pogacar already won the Tour de France. Yeah. So Pogacar's got a whole of a history being very good on the bike from a very young age. Yeah, because there's also that that other story which I've heard, and I mean they say it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's urban myth, but it, and I think Matt Keenan actually told me this first. 
And so Maddie's intel is generally pretty good, as we know. Um, when he was a kid, when he was 10 years old, there was a, you know, under-14s race in, in Slovenia. And the local, you know, guy that organises or, or had a big influence on young juniors there mm-hmm. turned up to the race just to have a look at the kids The John Trevorrow of Slovenia. Exactly, <laughs> yes, the John Trevorrow of Slovenia. And um, he turns up and he sees, the, he sees the main group go through and then he sees this little kid um, coming through sort of way behind. And... Um, it's Tode Pogacar. He's that far behind because he's in a under-14s, but he's only like 11 years old or something. Yeah. So he goes to the race organiser and says, hey, pull this kid out. Pull this kid out. And they're like, why? And he said, he's that far behind. It's not good for their morale at that young age. He's riding in top age and he's the youngest. Just pull him out. It's, you know. It's not fair. It's not fair. Just, you know. And they said, uh, 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 he's not behind. He's that far ahead. He's, he's actually that far ahead and he's about to lap them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? And they said, yeah, yeah, don't worry. He's fine. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Tadej Pogacar. Yeah. And so this urban legend that we have only <laughs> known this story in the last 12 months, you know, it adds, it adds to the sort of... Yeah, to the myth. To the, to the that, myth, the myth that he's building. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the race. Um, what, what do you make of... Everybody else other than Tadej Pogacar. And by that, I mean Van der Poel, Van Aert, this sort of other people that were in, in the GC. Van der Poel, of course, in yellow, and he lost yellow. Uh, but Van Aert did a very good display. And he was virtually yellow jersey for a few minutes, maybe, maybe, a f- maybe half an hour, until Pogacar just over- overtook him. But what do you make of that performance by Van Aert as well? Look, he was, he was brilliant. I mean, he lost some time uh, and he lost a chunk of time to Pogacar, like four or five minutes. But but let's take Pogacar out of it, like you say, because, okay, we don't want to be party poopers. And yeah. by the way, viewers, we're not treating you like you're silly. You, you get it. If you listen to us, you, you understand, I think, the very basics at the very least of cycling and a, a bit more, I'm sure. So assuming nothing goes wrong for Pogacar, he's going to be a hard man to beat yeah. at this year's bike race, okay? So the battle now already is shifting towards the podium. So Van Aert now sits at 148 off in second place. Third place is Alexi Lutsenko. So he's had a great ride as well. He's yeah. at 438. Long way to go, we know. But Van Aert has given himself a fighting chance, mm-hmm. hasn't he? And remember... Again, there's so many things can happen, but there's a big individual time trial that comes on the penultimate day, I yeah, think. Yeah. So he has given himself a big chance. Um, look, he was good. Rigoberto Uran, you cannot write this guy off. Yeah. He is in fourth at 4.46. And Jonas Vingard, uh, the Dane, is in fifth place at five minutes. So he's the teammate of Wout van Aert. So teammate or leader? This is the question. Team well, he's teammate and is he the leader? Because um, because let's face it, Roglic faded out of that stage yesterday. Yeah, faded out of the stage the day before. Uh, it's even surprising, I think, and courageous for him to still be on on the tour because his main objective of the whole season was the Tour de France. And I think he should pull the pin. Do you think he should? That, I think that he should, question. and that's not not being a defeatist attitude. But I think he needs to now cut his losses. I don't think he's going to be a big support. And as much as he could be some support, he could actually in the last be a negative week. asset as well. It could well, be a negative, like a negative point in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. like a and, reminder that they failed. And as much as he's a real pro, and I'm sure he'd be upbeat with the team, I think they need to be. The team needs to be selfish and say, right, 
we're going to salvage this season with you. If you keep bashing your head against the brick wall here at the tour, all it's going to do is make you more tired, mentally, yep. physically drained. Let's reset the dial and get you ready for the Vuelta. He's won the Vuelta twice. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is gives him a big objective and potentially the world champs as well, mm-hmm. which is a shame, but I think reset the dial to get something else out of the year. Um, Quid of Ineos, Carapaz. Let's talk about Carapaz. Yep. Twice in a row, he attacks. Yep. He's the one that tried to, to defend to, to defend by attacking uh, his position. Uh, he's doing the job, perfectly honest. He's in sixth place. But then on, on, the, on the attack, he gets caught and then all this effort for nothing. Yeah, well, the second one, I guess he followed Pogacar. He's the only one that have done it. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. He was in a fighting chance to stay with him. He couldn't. Yeah, I still think it's positive yep. because um, he's putting himself out there. Yes, he, two days ago was the one where he, he gained nothing, but it was only a 15-kilometre attack. You know, it wasn't a 50-kilometre attack, so he didn't burn that many matches. Um, yesterday, overnight, you know, he actually followed Pogacar initially and then rode on his own for a bit, got caught, but he finished in the group. So I think there's still, um, you know, a lot more positives uh, there than, than negatives for Carapaz. Um, and now Richie's lost some time. Um, they'll, they'll focus a lot on him. Um, and look, just on Richie, I think the, the potential now of Richie going for a stage win is, even that, yeah, yeah, he's really that. high, and I'd love to see him go for a stage win in the third week. We're not going to see it, I don't think, in the Alps, but in the third week, I think this could be really a big opportunity for Richie. Let's talk about uh, our man Ben O'Connor. We both like Ben O'Connor. I love the attitude of the of the kid, uh, and but it's his first to the front. He's a rookie on the race. Um, he's finding it hard. Uh, but what do you make of his performance so far? Well, here is his performance to date. He's at 14th place, 8 minutes and 13 seconds off the pace. He is 2 minutes, less than 2 minutes outside the top 10. Yesterday, overnight, was a massive ride by him and it was a massive plus. He's had a tough opening few days. Remember, he got caught up in the crashes and lost time um, and crashed himself. But yeah, no, he's been fantastic. Do you know what I've managed to do? What? I've got a man in the team of AG2R does ask questions. For really? Us. Yeah, How did you do us. that? Only for us. Uh, trade secret. But it's only for us. What you're going to hear now, you've heard it nowhere else. Really? It is. Garbage. Unless Get out of town. Unless this has been leaked to anybody else, which I need to talk to my man if it's the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, come on. Let's hear Let's it. listen to Ben O'Connor. Ben, what do you think about your race today? Yeah, I'm happy with how, how I ended up today. It was... Uh, just to put it into one word, very hard all day. It was hard to control at the start. And then with everyone in the break, which was the team's aim, um, it was good. And I just did my best at the, at the finish. And yeah, I'm, uh, I think a lot of guys are going to be very tired after today. Yeah, this, is, this is a crazy race, uh, Tour de France. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's even more crazy this year. Uh, normally, there is more control for the start of the race, but it was really, really very uncontrollable um, and wasn't what I've normally come to expect from the Tour de France and also what you watch. So uh, I think because the race is so open, there's been so many crashes and lots of big GC guys out that 
it lends itself to a really aggressive race, which is great for people to watch, but uh, it sure makes it hard for us <laughs> on the bike. Perfect. What, what do you think for, for after the race, uh, the general classement, uh, is his move or...? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it would be a really good thing by the end of the third week when we get to Paris to to hopefully be able to achieve the the top 10. I had a shocking start, but I think anything is possible in this year's Tour de France. Um, and I want to make sure I stay aggressive and have my eyes open because, as you see today, the break can win. And uh, it's one thing I don't want to forget because there's nothing better than uh, celebrating at the finish. Perfect. Merci. There you go, Ben O'Connor. He's, he's a bit, uh, he's up there and he's got a bit of uh, maturity about how he sees the race for the first time being here. He's, he's not starstruck. No, no. Remember, he's won a stage at the Giro. Yeah. So he's, he's already uh, tasted success. Yeah. What can he do on this Tour de France? And I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking? Yes, I'm thinking Polkadot jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But yeah, I do like it. Okay, now I'm with you on this one. Um, what I love about that interview that the last part is he's really upbeat he's and firstly your man got in the car yes like they were in a car that's how they? close my man is wow <laughs> he's very close also his english is rubbish but that's different <laughs> <laughs> i can say this <laughs> oh sledging your own it's terrible um yeah look no he was really upbeat really upbeat and positive and we're talking an hour after the finish of a, yep. of a you know, brutal stage. An hour took half an hour. Half an hour. Was half it half an, an hour? Jeez, yeah. even better. Um, so, no, I think this second and third week is uh, there's big, big opportunities for him. So, he, bear with me. Ben O'Connor in a Polkado jersey, feasible Can he do or top not? 10 as well? Is that all right? Yeah, is that all right if he, if he does? Clearly, top 10 is his target. Yes, he said, he said yeah, it in that's the interview. his target. So let's not take that uh, away from him. But um, can he do a Polkadot jersey? Like, I know I'm banging about it, and I'm banging about and I use the word banging no, about it. No, he's the one rider that, of the but, Aussies that can because he's... Well, he's, there's other riders that could, of Australians, like Richie Port could focus on it, but his, his objectives are a bit limited with Ineos. But, but remember why I'm saying this, uh, just for mm. the people that are listening to mm. us. Never, ever, ever in the history of the Tour de France since 1933, where the meilleur grimpeur, so the best climber, um, has, been. has been started, and then he became a Polkadot jersey in 1975. Never, ever, ever since 1933, an Australian has won this competition. We had yellow jersey, we had white jersey, we had green jerseys. Never, ever a Polkadot jersey. Ben O'Connor, you're my man this year. Okay. Ooh, let's, let's put it out. Let's, Is that a good builder? Let's create it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um... He can because he's an attacking style rider. He's in a French team that is based in the Alps with yeah. DNA in and, the mountains. And uh, probably the, the one thing that will go against him maybe is he's close, you know, he's close to the top 10. He's, he's actually close to the top five. So he's got a chance to ride himself into the top five. He's three minutes off the top five. So whether or not these riders are going to let him get up the road... That's the one Achilles heel that he might have in, in his in his quest for that, um, and and the fact well he doesn't have any points I don't think at the moment. So if I just have a quick look at that and I go down, yeah, he doesn't have any points. So so come on Ben, get your act on. Yeah, we, we need a Porcado jersey. Yeah, 
We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Guess what? We also had a winner on the stage yesterday, which wasn't Pogacar. Yeah, we better talk about him. <laughs> yes. Uh, because... I was actually quite happy. Remember when we were watching the, the race together, uh, we were both quite happy that actually Dylan Tones actually won the stage because he was part of that breakaway. It would have been a heartbreaker for Pogacar to come in, go <laughs> pass him and then win the stage. Oh. Honestly, it's good for have him winning that stage. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was, um, yes, it was, you wanted to see the break survive because they'd worked so hard at it. And kudos to Bohan Victorious. Um, they had welt poles up the road from the start. Like yeah. he was up the road a long way, a long time, I should say. He actually collected the Polkadot jersey. That's yes, yes, that's Pol right. But so they actually had a really good day out and back-to-back -back win because they won the day before. Yeah, yeah. So they've had a couple of really good days. They're, they're a team that have bounced back from losing their yep. leader in Jack Hague. They of did course. this in uh, the Giro as well. Remember, yes. they lost Landa and then won a couple of stages. Yes, yes. You'd love to have some intel on management there. Yeah. Not saying the riders don't drive that positive energy, but. There's obviously something in the management that's yeah. really, you know, picks up the pieces. Okay, guys, let's we've got to move on. We've got to reset, pivot. Um, now, brilliant ride by Dylan Turns. Second stage win for him. Previously, a few years ago, he won on Le Planche de Belfi. Correct. That yeah. famous time trial. Um, it wasn't a time trial stage, obviously, when he won, but it's that mountain, mountain that had the time trial last year. Uh, which uh, the Pog dominated and then won the race. Um, Michael Woods, third place for him, the Canadian. Great ride by him. And Jan Izaguirre, the Spaniard, in third. So they were all part in the break. They got caught by the Pog, and then he was happy to roll in on their wheel, obviously. Well, Poles was actually fifth on the stage, by yeah. the way. Mm -hmm. Simon Yates was up there in the top ten. And Guillaume Martin, he had a good day as well. So, look, it was just – but it was scatter. It was just yeah. a scatter fest of the riders. It was ones and twos, and gee, it was a tough day. And before we uh, move on to the stage coming up uh, tonight on SBS, we've got to talk about Alaphilippe. He's won in Le Grand Bornand, uh on his on his maiden victory. Well, that was his maiden victory uh, on the Tour de France, his first victory on the Tour de France. He could not replicate yesterday. He, he did relatively nothing wrong. He stayed with the Pog all the way until the Pog attacked, and then he finished in that group. But I think about bitterly up, I'm a little bit disappointed by oh, this yeah? because I, yeah, I really thought he could fire more, and now he's he's losing bags of time on on GC. Yeah, uh, you know what, what do you make of that performance? Yeah, I mean he looked. There was a there was a point uh, early on. He looked like he was struggling, and he looked at the camera and gave a shake of the head. And I, and, you, and at the time you thought, well, everyone's suffering because it's raining, it's crappy, it's a crappy day. You know, he's the world champ. He'll um, toughen up, mate. He'll, he'll, he will. <laughs> and he's sort of maybe putting it on a little bit, but he was obviously laboring somewhat. So, yeah, look, it is what it is, isn't it? You have, but, but the, uh, the thing with, um, with this tour, you can bounce back as quickly as, um, you yeah. know, as quickly as you, you lose a day. You lose, you lose five minutes one day, you can gain five the yeah. next day. That's what I feel. And this is the thing. Do not lose hope, viewers of the Tour de France. This tour is and will be exciting, hopefully, to the end. Even though Pogacar is in yellow and you could think, ah, this is wrapped up, done. It may not be done. Anything can happen. We've seen it before. And there's something, I don't know, something in the air of this Tour de France uh, that is telling me oh, it, it still will be very exciting and yeah. yes we might see a winner but it's not all of, it's not all about the winner no. it's about the spectacle and we will see a bit of an 
inverted comma, old-fashioned riding. Yes. People attacking, very aggressive. This is what we want to see. It's yeah, not yeah. just about the, the, the win. Yeah, it? I agree. I agree. It's, um, I think this will, this will be... A, so think 10 years ago or five years ago or even 15 years ago, the potential winner is looking like he might win by five, six minutes to second place. And you'd say, I'm oh, boring. Yeah. This is a completely different race. I feel like it is. And before we would have had a team that would lock this in. Yeah, because it's race locked, finished. Yep, yeah, sit on the front, yeah. set tempo. Finished. Yeah, the, we're this not seeing the, that. The, and they can't do it. No, and we've got <laughs> this, ex, and we've got these exciting riders like Van der Poel, Van yeah. Art, of course, Alaphilippe, and and there's a bunch of others coming up as well. Yeah. And we're, you know, we can celebrate the young Aussies like uh, Ben O'Connor, Lucas Hamilton, Sweeney, who are who are you know sort of flying the flag for the young Australians. So yeah, I think there's a lot to like yeah. about the race, and and absolutely moving forward. Um, anyway, guess where we're going tonight? We're going to Ting. Oh, yes. And remember, Ting, Ting is the place where uh, we were two years ago. We yep. were waiting for uh, the Tour de France to come in. You and I, uh, with Tomo, actually, we were having a, dare I say, dare I say, a burger in an Irish pub in Ting. <laughs> we were too. <laughs> it was a good burger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good burger. I remember it. So. Oh, no. But, but, but and, and then we had all had this trouble. I think of Guinness as well. Yeah. Uh, but we had all this trouble. With the tour and the mudslide and the Tour de France. We were sitting up. there in the pub and there was a TV on. Yeah. And next minute we see them grading the road. Yes. And we're like, oh, where's this? Yeah. Whoops. What's and going we're on? like, oh no, it's the tour. <laughs> but what are they doing? And yeah. it was like, it was like. And this is when your phone and, our, and my phone starting to set a light. Yes. With messages going. And it was, that was, as the crow flies, it was in the next valley. Yes. Absolutely. 20 kilometers away. Yeah. It was crazy. And they never made it to Ting. No. They didn't cross the line. Only uh, the podium and the protocol, which I remember at the time was very nice of the Tour de France to organize a car for Egan Bernal. Although I was very bitter because that day, Alaphilippe lost the yellow two years ago. Yes. Uh, but happy to see Bernal. And remember, his dad and girlfriend were there and there was yeah. no crowd. It was yeah. very relatively empty. It there. was, it was. Just a weird, uh, like, sorry to go back like two old men in our memories, but yeah. it's actually very uh, vivid in my memory. Yeah, yes, it is. And it comes back now. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, uh, it was one of those days you're sort of like, we're in the Truman Show. Because the Tour de France planned all this. It was crazy. You know, we're like, hang on, are we in a Hollywood movie? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was a good burger. Yeah, the burger was good. The burger was good. <laughs> anyway, Ting, what can we expect tonight? Well, fire again? Yeah, fireworks again. Fireworks, Big, big mountain stage, second day in the Alps. Um, can I say, also, just side topic, uh, cultural topic, it is a beautiful area. Yes. So I remember the drive in that morning, and, yep. and it was actually lovely weather in the morning. And for most of the day, it was where we were. Beautiful place. There's that lake at the top. Yep. And oh, it's just stunning but then so, it, it, it was raining because the mudslide and yeah remember, yeah remember that got pretty average i think i ruined day. my shoes i think i threw them away that yeah day. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my shoes didn't make it to paris yeah that's the thing <laughs> um so no look it's going to be a big day three big mountains we've got our first oars category climb called a pre so 1600 meters actually we've got a cat two category one oars category cat two cat one summit finish to ting at 2000 meters and that is a 21-kilometer climb that yeah. takes them to the top. Uh, let's hope the weather's good enough. Let's yeah. hope it's dry. I hope let's it's let's dry hope it's better then. than yesterday. Yeah. Uh, now this is a monster day, and I would say it's a harder day than yesterday. But yesterday, overnight, 
was the weather that created that. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, the mountains yeah. were there as well. It changed the car. It, it, it yeah, it completely made it a brutal day. So, but this is this is a monster day. Um, break will go early, I would think, one hundred percent. A break will go. They will not roll out of the blocks. You will have someone now that will go on the attack, and they know in their minds there's a bigger chance that the break will survive because yep. now Pogacar is in a commanding advantage and he'll relax, his team will relax. He'll say, ooh, okay. He's okay. not going to lock in the race, but he's going to relax. Yeah, they're this going to exactly relax a bit. Yeah. So they'll be happy to let a break go and I think the break can win the day. Yeah. So So who do you see? Well, what, what, we, what we want to see, we want to see an Australian in there, don't yeah. we? I think Lucas Hamilton... I think this is a big opportunity for him. He lost a bunch of time overnight. So his general classification is over now. Yeah. But he can still climb. On one day, he can have a good day. And I think he needs to try and pick up the pieces, see how his recovery is. Harry Sweeney, the young Aussie, I don't put anything past uh, Harry Sweeney. I think mm -hmm. he's been riding fantastic. Um, and then, you know, who knows? Even uh, guys like Simon Clark, I don't think Simon's got that sort of Climbing, climbing form yeah. that he's had in previous years that won him the King of the Mountains jersey in the Volta Espana. Um, but look, there'll be a GC battle as well on that final climb. So there'll be a reshuffle. And for probably, I think, the real sort of uh, watching point for me in the GC is Wout Van Aert. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to see say, yeah. what he can, if he can, if he can hang on here, he's survived the Alps. Yeah. You know, and then he can look forward to, yeah. to Mont Ventoux. And he can um, ask for plan. Yes. For the Mont Ventoux, for those places. Yeah, they're going to take one day at a time, yeah. cliche, but that's what they'll do now as a team with mm -hmm. him. They'll, they'll, they'll protect Vingard, but they'll also protect, or they should, yeah. Van Aert for the time being. Who's for the win? Jeepers, that's a Give tough Give me three one. names. Three names, okay. I'll pick the Pog. Just yeah. say, cause for the win? Yep, because of his dominant yeah. performance so far. Uh, he'll just be way too strong. Uh, I'll pick Carapace as a GC and then I've got to pick a break I've got to pick a breakaway uh, Esteban Chavez Chavez interesting yeah I'll pick Chavez I'm not sure where he finished overnight yeah but I'm going to go him I think he lost thank you Maka because I'm third pick in uh, the competition today in a <laughs> oh that's good because I don't actually think any of those three are going to win yeah <laughs> garden path mate yeah. I just led you up it <laughs> okay so anything uh, anything else Maka we should mention no, I don't think. Look, there's plenty to plenty of talking about. Chavez was ten minutes down, yeah, by okay. the way. Yeah. So, so um, he falls into that category of yeah, not done for GC. I think he's a great. Actually, yeah. I think he's a great chance yeah. uh, if he if if he's motivated and got some legs. Is there uh, a garden puff? Uh... No, that's a real one. That's a real one. Um, Richie Port. Richie yeah. Port lost eighteen minutes. Richie for the stage. Yeah, I think that's uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anything else? I think that's all, isn't okay. it? I think that's enough for today. Yeah, enough for so. us talking. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.